Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on 10-Minute Food Truck Training, I am going to share with you guys how to have standards and then how to keep those standards when nobody's looking. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Yesterday, I shared with you guys that Melissa and I went to a local food truck Friday event in our tiny little community of Defineac Springs, Florida. Today, I'm going to share with you some more details from that particular food truck Friday and what you guys should be thinking about when you're out and about doing your business, whether it's an event like a food truck Friday or just selling on the side of the street as a daily location. As I mentioned yesterday, there were a total of nine trucks that were supposed to be there. Several of them canceled. We ended up having about a net of six trucks. So I went through each of the different trucks that were there. And I just looked and observed. I did times on all of them to see what their speed of service was. I paid attention to how they were talking to their guests. So here is what I saw. There was one food truck that was there that had the roll-up back door. So it was, was a converted delivery truck of some sort. If you're familiar with Florida, again, we have love bug season. And love bugs are those two little, almost lightning bug-like bugs that come out through the mid to late summer. And they're, if you're driving in Florida, going on any of the interstates, they're the little bugs that just seem to splat against your windshield and make your windshield nearly impossible to see out. But if you're in an area where you're not driving, the lug bugs will swarm around pretty much anything. So we have several food trucks that are having issues with love bugs swarming. Not a problem with the food trucks, but there are things that you want to do to minimize those bugs getting into your food truck or food trailer. So this one truck that I walked up upon was a delivery truck. As I mentioned, they had the back door completely rolled up. So you could see all the way into their food preparation area. Love bugs were swarming all around this truck. They also had the passenger door standing wide open and the love bugs were swarming around that door too. Looking inside their trailer, I could see they had food sitting directly on the floor. Food's supposed to be six inches off the floor, but they had stuff sitting directly on the floor. It's one thing to break the rules. It's another thing to leave it open to where people can see you breaking the rules. So obviously they felt pretty comfortable that the health department wasn't going to show up on an after-hours event on Friday night. That means they have no standards. Because if you're not willing to follow the rules and regulations and have healthy standards when no one's going to come inspect you, what are you doing to my food? Will there be extra protein on my sandwich because all the lug bugs? Do you not even care? That's one thing that we saw. We also noticed a number of different trucks did not greet people at all unless they got right up to the window. And as the night went on, the greeting went from being super enthusiastic to, can I take your order? The very first person that comes to your business whenever you open should get the exact same quality of service, quality of food, and sincerity and enthusiasm as the last person that comes to your business. You have a standard. Keep that standard all day long. 
Here's what else we observed. One truck, actually several trucks, the cashier did not wear any type of hair covering. No hairnet, no baseball cap, no visor, no bandana, no nothing. Now, if you read the rules and regulations and have any inkling of an understanding of them, because you're in a kitchen area, you have to have your head covered. A food truck is all kitchen. Just because you have the title, I'm the cashier, you still got to have on a hair covering because you're going to be doing things to help the cook at some point if you are a well-trained, well-oiled machine that is taking care of the guests in a manner that gets them in and out quickly. Now, if the cashier was off the truck and outside like I recommend and greeting them face-to-face -face and not dealing with the food in any way, shape, or form, then yes, you don't need a hat. But if you're going to be scooping one order of fries, if you're going to be putting condiments into an open bag that has food in it, you need a hair covering. Pretty simple. The next thing that we observed on several different food trucks is no one knows how to wash their hands. Hand washing has a specific time. It has a specific method. It should take you about 20 seconds and you should be washing your hands up through your forearms. Very similar to how they used to do it on the doctor shows and then see the doctor walking around or the surgeon walking around with his hands held up in the air. You are doing the same thing. Now, it doesn't mean you only wash your hands when service starts and just change out gloves all night long. Because guess what? If your hands are contaminated, the second that you peel off the old dirty glove, whatever was on the exterior of that glove is now on your fingers. The rules say you have to wash your hands at every glove change. And it doesn't modify how you wash your hands. It doesn't say it only takes five seconds if you're just doing a glove change. It takes the same 20 seconds. When those gloves get changed, complete hand wash, complete dry, Put on the new gloves. But if you peel off those old ones with the contaminated fingers to put on the new gloves, guess what you did to the new gloves? You contaminated them. Have standards for your business and then live up to those standards every second that you're open. Don't be worried about if the health department's going to show up. What you need to be worried about is the people that you're serving because they did show up. And you want them to be impressed with how great your food is and how awesome your sanitation is. Remember the things that I talk about. Quality, service, cleanliness, community. Cleanliness is your sanitation. Have a standard and be proud of it. Here's another thing that I noticed. Many of the cashiers, when they would bounce back and forth to go help present food, scoop up fries, put fries in clamshells, just put the clamshells in the bags, they would handle money and then go straight into handling food. Got to wash your hands when you change jobs. It says that in all of the 50 states health codes, if you change a job, you must wash your hands. So think about how you're presenting your food and the methodology for getting the food from the order out to the guest in a few steps as possible, but also that those set steps make sense for your sanitation. Because if you're going to go from cashier and throwing money into the cash drawer to scooping up fries and handing it out to people with those same contaminated hands, whatever was on those dollar bills, you just transferred to the clamshell. You just transferred to that paper bag or that plastic bag. And then guess what? You hand it out to the guests. So whatever little germs and bacteria is on there, they just got on their hands when they open up that clan shell. It's on their hands. And what are they eating with? Their hands. So you could end up making somebody sick because the person that handed you that $20 bill that you just made change for just sneezed into their hand right before they handed you that $20 bill. And then you transfer all those germs to all those different things I just mentioned. Understand what you're getting yourself into when you do this business. There are things you can do to minimize making people sick. And you would certainly think with what all we've just gone through in 2020 and 2021, that people would be a little bit more careful about passing on germs. 
If this was 2019, I could understand why people are doing this. But it's two years past where we did the social distancing nonsense and everybody was wearing a freaking mask and everybody was told, wash your hands. Here's another thing I observed. One of the cashiers and one of the trucks really thought that hand sanitizer makes a difference. Guess what? Hand sanitizer becomes one of those things that adds to a problem with food. Hand sanitizer first dries your skin out horribly. So if you're constantly putting on hand sanitizer all night long in lieu of hand washing, you're going to end up with dry hands. But when you put on enough sanitizer and go straight from the sanitizer straight into scooping up fries, closing a clamshell, bagging up a bag, you've now taken a chemical hazard that could contaminate your food because somebody picks up that clamshell, scrapes off a little bit of that sanitizer residue, and then they grab that sandwich, which now puts the sanitizer residue on the sandwich and they eat into it. They have a chemical contaminant in their food. You have to think about what you're doing. So we saw lots of things like that. We did timings on all the different trucks, from the gelato truck to the catfish truck to every single truck. And here's the observation. We got there fairly early on. Actually, we got there before the official opening time. Early on, all the trucks were doing awesome. They were just flying, getting the food out, you know, six, seven, eight minutes, not a problem. But as the night wore on and we're sitting in the back of our pickup and just watching people, it went from being pretty fast to, oh my goodness, we're up to 10 minutes, we're up to 12 minutes. Only one truck, and it's not even a truck, it's a small trailer with a tent, was doing well. And they stayed consistent pretty much all night long. They actually got faster as the night went on. It was a barbecue truck, so it's mainly scoop and serve. When we first got there, they were about three to four minutes getting their orders out once the order was placed. As the night wore on, they got it down to about two minutes. They got faster. All the other trucks got slower. Understand your menu, thin the menu down like I mentioned yesterday, and get good at getting the speed of service out. So I mentioned quality, service, cleanliness, and community. Those are the four step stones, the four things you have to build your business on. They're the foundation. And if you're not willing to do them and do them right, when you have no worry about being inspected, just don't even bother getting in the business. There are other things you can do to make money where you don't have that oversight of, hey, you're not washing your hands. Hey, food shouldn't be stored on the floor. Hey, there should not be an open door with bugs getting all inside where everybody is serving food. Flies are one thing, but love bugs are a whole different thing because they come in swarms. And if you've ever driven, again, on any road in Florida at high speed, you know what those swarms of love bugs are like. They almost sound like rain. So can you imagine a food truck being swarmed on the inside with love bugs because the owner was a little bit hot in here. Let's open up the door, create a breeze, buy an air conditioner, buy a fan, because this business is hospitality. It's about service and it's service to other people. People are coming to you and waving money at you. And you want to be able to take that money and encourage them to come back tomorrow. The food truck with the door open ain't never going back to Never will go there because they have no standards. The truck where the cashier went bouncing back and forth to serve food without even bothering to wash their hands, never going to eat there because they don't care. And if they do understand what they're supposed to do, then they certainly aren't worthy of getting my business. And if they don't understand, that means they haven't tried to learn because Florida requires food manager certification. So that means they didn't even bother to learn what they were taught. You guys want to be successful in this business, quality, service, cleanliness, community. Learn them and then live them and then perform them when nobody's looking.
Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know i got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.